What is going on and how is everybody doing today in this fine day here? It's the commissioner here. Wanted to let you know and inform you that we have another exciting episode in store for y'all today. That's right. Part two. Y'all have asked about it. We're bringing it at the forefront. Part two of the Q&A with Von Wafer. Von Wafer is back at the summit once again to answer your questions. Uh... All the questions that y'all have had, we were so excited and gung-ho to to do this, and, and Vaughn was very happy to do it, too. He was gracious enough uh, to continue the Q&A, which we're really appreciative of because there were so many more questions that uh, went unanswered. So we were so glad to have him come back to the summit uh, to answer y'all's questions. And in this episode, he covers so many different things. There was a question about LeBron, and he ends up going into an amazing story about LeBron James uh, during the McDonald's High School All-American scrimmage that he had when he had a showdown against LeBron. Great stories there. He also talks about uh, whether or not he looked at clutch fans, whether or not he was um, lurking on clutch fans during his time here in Houston, if he goes form watching it, and if any of his teammates... uh, you know, from like Yao Ming, Shane Battier, if they did it as well, he answers that. We also talk about stories with uh, Kobe, talks about Kobe as well and the impact that he had on his career. We also talk about the impact that he had on the city. And of course, we go home on memories. We, we replay a few things uh, for, from that season, uh, from the playoffs to his most famous dunks. We, we show that to him, and uh, it's a great segment and a great segue uh, to end the episode. So we are very happy, and we are very glad. Enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and all you it right here to Von Wafer. Q&A once again, part two with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Von Hawk, three-point shooter extraordinaire, Rockets role player, and forever a Rocket legend, Von Wafer, right here on the Summit State of Mind. What's up, everyone? This is Ray, a.k.a. Mr. Fundamental, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Summit State of Mind. We're coming right back here. We had a we had a stop day one. A ton of questions being funneled in, but we go ahead and uh, running it back here for day two. We got Vaughn Wafer back. Uh, Vaughn, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Feeling great, um, actually. Um, just another day. Another day in retirement, I guess. Um, uh, got a little busy day ahead of me, but, you know, stay busy so I won't get bored. Every, other than that, everything is solid. A1, how you guys doing? Be good, man. Sipping on my coffee, had some breakfast. Solid. We, we, we good, man. It's a good day. <laughs> Solid. Solid. That's a great start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we should probably, I should have prefaced it, but with the people about to let them know that we're, we're meeting up in the morning for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we having fun on Sunday morning, like a uh, Lama okay. Richie, right? <laughs> right, right? Right. I feel right. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, we did a Q&A session uh, the last time that we met up, and we got a lot of questions answered. But Vaughn, man, there's the, the people keep funneling in questions. They want to they wanna know more. The people want to know more. You, you, we got to give the people what they want. Right, Vaughn? That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> you got you got a cue at the, the Jalen Rose. Give the people what they want. Right, right, right. Yeah, but set the baseball bat. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. We can't be That's doing right. too much there. <laughs> all right. Well, let's go. Let's get, let's kick off. Uh, let's kick off part two here with some Q&A. Uh, all right, Vaughn. So, man, this, this, this guy again. All right. With, with his username. Stedden Ote2 on Clutch Fans asks, you went to school in Cleveland, Texas. You went to school in Cleveland, Texas? Yeah, I oh, did. Shit. Okay. Dude. <laughs> you went to school in Cleveland, Texas. How did it feel playing so close to home uh, when you signed with Houston? Um, that's a great question. Every time, you know, I used to, back in those days, I didn't really, you know, I mean, I just like to drive, you know, I'm a country boy, so I would make the drive. Um, I'm from Homer, so I would drive from Homer. I like to come home to Homer, you know, when I'm in the off season. Um, so every time I drove from Homer to Houston, I had to pass to um uh, passed through Cleveland, Texas. It's just, it was, I'll, I'll never forget Cleveland, Texas. It'll always be a, um, a part of me. You know, I was able to go to um, high school my senior year. 
I'll never forget that place. You know what I mean? We used to go to the um, Jack in the Box. We used to go, you know what I mean, to the gym to play. So every time I pass by by Cleveland, Texas, it always gives me, um, I always reminisce about those high school days. So it's a special place in my heart. Never forget that place. Oh, there's nothing more than what's it called? Like going to a Jack in the Box after a good workout when you're a teenager, man. <laughs> Stocking right. up on those at those like what those two dollar tacos or something. You can eat right. That was that was man, that was good stuff, man. That's <laughs> right. That's right. We, yeah. we used to kill that Jack in the Box. I don't know if it's still there, but we used to destroy. It. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, that, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, man, when, when you're young, you could work. You could wake up in the morning and work. You know, just go work out and get eat whatever you want. And, you know, you yeah. know, nothing happens. Right. Now right. I got to think about my diet. Now I got to, you know, because I'm I'm 29 and the GM's like over 30. Right. And uh, so, you know, we're kind of like at that place now. We're like, shit, I can't just eat whatever I want, like before a workout or after a workout. Right. I got to prepare the body. Right. <laughs> right. That's, hey, man, that, I'm in the same boat. Like I, I was um, I was feeling a little little off myself. Then I realized I wasn't drinking drinking enough water. So I, I kind of had to ratchet up on the water. You start to notice those things. You start to eat mm. things and you start they start to affect your body differently. Um, so I definitely understand where you're coming from with that. And I don't think I can do the jack in a box and work out no more. I have to get some oatmeal, get some light in me. I don't, I, if I eat something heavy like that, it's going to be it's going to be a tough workout. So I definitely know what you mean. Well, you know, even NBA players now, like uh, even ones that are like in their late 30s, like, for example, like Chris Paul, who decided to finally go vegan to yeah. save and preserve the body, you know, to keep it, you know, to keep putting in that fuel to keep going. You know, it's just interesting to know, like, see, like, I guess before in the 90s, maybe it wasn't as prominent, but like now, like yeah. everyone's like into yoga, everyone's in a right. vegan, you know, all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff to preserve the yeah. body. When mm-hmm. I was... um. When I was trying to make my comeback, um, like when I was 32, I had went straight vegan and I was jumping higher. I was running faster. I was telling people like I'm better than I was when I was with the Rockets. So I definitely can understand the effects of going vegan. Your body doesn't hurt. You can work out two, three times a day. Um, when I was going vegan, my mental clarity was more clear. Like everything just was enhancing. So I definitely can see why a lot of guys are doing that. I definitely, I def, I tried it when I was 32, trying to make a comeback to the NBA. I was in the best shape of my life. I was running faster. I was quicker. I was, you know what I mean? So it definitely, it definitely takes your mind and body to another level. And I kind of want to ask, and, and speaking of that, because you said you were mm-hmm. trying to make a comeback when you were 32, I just got to bring this up because I read something yesterday. I read something on uh, one of the Rockets beat reporters said this, and I kid you not, Vaughn. Um, remember, Mon- I mean, obviously, you remember Monte Ellis, right? Yes. Monte yes. Ellis got a workout in with the Rockets. That's they let right. him work out for the Rockets. Now, okay, so mm-hmm. Monte Ellis, h- how old is he? I'm assuming he's around the same age as you. I'm assuming y'all are around the same age. I think, he, I think he's one year younger, maybe 35. 34 maybe 35 34 so how does monte ellis get a workout but not my boy i'm just man that's a great question (laughs) you know what i mean you know what i'm saying i'm like yo how does monte ellis my dude i haven't heard that name in years and monte ellis gets a goddamn workout they gave gerald green a workout but man that dude's basically the mayor of houston he gets a workout in every year but i'm just saying like i'm just like how does monte ellis get a goddamn workout i hadn't heard that dude's name since 2010 that's a great question. You know, that's 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 a little bit above my mental um, understanding. I don't know. To I don't be understand. honest, I, I don't know. You maybe know, it was a favor know. to an agent. That's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe it's a favor for an agent. I really don't know. Man, I don't know. But uh, when I was 32 trying to make my comeback, I was trying to I was basically I went on Twitter begging. So I guess different strokes, different folks. But like my life has always been different. So, you know, what I mean, it's just normal to me. <laughs> No, I feel that for sure. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and ask another question here. A clutch fan, a clutch fans poster, uh, once described your game as wafers. Athle- this is a quote from one of the posters saying, "Wafers athleticism is LeBron, like in how it creates mismatches." What do you think of that? Is that like a scalding hot take, or is that insightful analysis? Whoa, that's 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 a that's a pretty big one right there. You know, I I feel like. 
I feel like it's just different, um, different, different. It's like different um, fighters. Like he just overwhelms you with his physicality. He's just going to make you will to that. He's just going to pound you and pound you. Whereas I'm just going to try to run around you and make you tired and just try to wear you out, use my stamina, use my quickness. It's just, it's like two different, two different, two different warriors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the result can be the same, but I think that's, that's a, that's an amazing accomplishment. I'm, I mean, I'm an amazing um, uh, compliment, com- comparison and compliment. And I've never heard that one before, but that's, that's, that's pretty amazing. You know, but I think, you know, uh, LeBron is one of a kind. He's unique. So, you know, it's kind of hard for me to, to, to fathom that, but I'm, I'm definitely humbled and thankful for that compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. There's very few people like him in this world. And you, you were right. right. You were neck and neck with him in the dunk contest too, right? Back in high school. Yeah. Right, right. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, um, a lot of people, they say you should have won. I was like, man, this dude had his chest over the rim. So I'm like, I don't know. But... <laughs> I think you had more points for creativity, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, when you put your chest here, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I never had seen nobody do that. So I was in awe, just like everybody else. So I think he deserved to win, you know, with those dunk. He's almost tearing the rim down. He's putting his chest over the rim. I think that's just, that's a 10, you know, for an 18-year-old, just, just, just off that. Yeah, no, I feel that for sure. He was definitely doing, uh, definitely doing amazing stuff. And I remember watching that dunk contest too. That was 03. Yeah, oh three, yeah. right? I'll yeah. never forget that. Yeah, oh three. I, I was uh, I was maybe ten years old, and then I was like, I was like, all right, let's see what this LeBron's all about. <laughs> and then I sat back and I was like, oh shit, okay, never mind. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was the real deal. Absolutely, he he definitely is proven till sure. now, man. Didn't mm-hmm. disappoint. We had heard about him all summer. They were talking about him. He was like this, is like almost like a mythical character. And the first time I ever seen LeBron is they were um they had the two teams separated. So they were in there. I don't know if they were doing like some kind of like where they were scrimmaging or doing some kind of some kind of half half court drill or whatever they were doing. And our team was walking in. All I saw was LeBron coming through the lane, just dunking. I was like, man, that's – and everybody was just, like, just getting back on defense like it was normal. So, I'm like, he must have been doing that the whole practice. So, that's my introduction to LeBron. Was this for the, the – was it the McDonald's All-American? McDonald's All-American. Yeah, that was oh, okay. my first time in person. And then when we did our inner scrimmage, because I had been talking noise to him because he was at the Nike camp because his wrist was – wrist was messed up that that summer so they gassed me up and you know i'm a competitor i wasn't scared i was talking noise so when we got to mcdonald's and i wanted to guard him that's just i wasn't you know i'm just up for the challenge so i'm guarding him he um i knew you know they already him and chris paul were already they were already on the page now that i can see how smart they are they knew what they wanted to do he took me to the block where he could fade to go um fade um, going towards the baseline because it's easy to shoot a fade away that way. So mm-hmm. he took me on the block, two dribbles, faded. He dang near la- uh, landed out of bounds and swished it. And then as he's running back, he said, yeah, I remember. I remember what you said. So it was a, quite the introduction. <laughs> wow. <laughs> LeBron. LeBron. I love it, man. I love it. I love that you were like, you were, you were just all in ready to um to compete with him throughout yeah, all the hype. Was- you know, I ready, and I was ready to compete. Even in the game, I tried to guard him. I wanted to guard him, you know, but I just didn't understand the work that he was putting in behind the scenes. He he was mm-hmm. he was just so much stronger than all of us and just so much more mature. But mm-hmm. that was my introduction to LeBron. So that's that's a that's an amazing compliment though, that I'm I'm thankful for whoever whoever even fathom even think that in their minds. Yeah, shout outs, shout outs to DA Dakota. I think DA Dakota shout was out. the one that shout I think out, that's bro. the name. Of it. <laughs> shout out, bro. Real talk. Real talk. I, love, I got love for you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> well, definitely one of the greatest of all time for sure, uh, in uh, in LeBron James. So that's definitely something, right? Absolutely. For sure, for sure. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on here with a all right. This is a great question. Um and 
Okay, so let me just ask it. Val underscore Modus on Clutch Fans asks, what's a random fact slash personality trait about a Rockets teammate that fans would have never come close to guessing slash assuming? Uh, you know, we, we knew the Ron Artest story. I had no idea about the church shoes, but uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm rubbing my hands here. All right, Vaughn, what you got for us? <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe people do know that Yao is, is kind of a jokester, but he knows how to be, when to be serious, but... Yao is is a very laid back individual. He likes to laugh, but when it's time to handle business, he puts on a serious face and he knows how to differentiate the two. So he knows how to separate, excuse me, separate business from pleasure. Mm-hmm. But Yao has a very good sense of humor. You know what I mean? He's he's a jokester. He's a he's a clownster. But when it's time to get serious, he's dead serious. So. I don't know if people really know that because I don't really know if he shows a sense of humor out in mm. public much. Not really, but, no. Yeah, Yao definitely, definitely loves to laugh, loves to have fun, loves to joke around. So Great pranks, guy. Prankster in the locker room. I would have never guessed it. Right. Would have never guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Yao is solid, man. Yao is. Yeah. Yao is a. He's super solid. When was the last time you seen him? Uh, last time I saw y'all was when I was playing in China, you know. Okay. I mean? Yeah. Playing in China. Now he's the he's the Adam Silver of the CBA, which is a That's huge right. thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's a big thing. That league is growing. Y'all is Yao's the man. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it who was the legend that went uh oh no, Stefan Marbury became like right, right. a CBA legend over right. in overseas and like I heard that he was such a beast and they even built a, did they build a statue for him over there too? Right, right. He's a legend over there. He's, he's definitely created, created a brand for himself over there. They built the statue. He's coaching over there. He, he, he has a lot in, they also, I believe allowed him to do some things with the government, which is, that doesn't really happen. So he's, oh, he's yeah, created that's unheard a mark of. for himself over there. Yeah. It's unheard mm. of. He's created a mark for himself over there. Good for Steph, man. I remember when he was playing for the Knicks and he played for what New Jersey and Phoenix and what a yeah. time. Yeah. Right. He was doing good stuff right. over there. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I'm happy mm-hmm. for him, you know. I'm happy for him. Right. <laughs> right. Me too. Yeah. But um, okay, so okay, Vaughn. So <clears throat> here's one question. This is from Eddie was snubbed on clutch fans. Uh-huh. I don't know where that came from. But I don't understand the name. name. I know he's popular on the forums, but I still Eddie don't know. Snubbed. <laughs> you talking about Eddie Johnson? I, was, I don't know. I don't know what I'm hearing. <laughs> but, uh, so his question is, do you or other Rockets players ever talk about or browse or post on fan sites like Clutch Fans? Are you saying like, um, you all have a bit on it? When I was playing in Houston, I used to look at it a lot. So I'm not even going to lie. I used to. I used to look at clutch fan, fans a lot, but doing these interviews is kind of making me want to go back. But when I was playing, I used to I used to always look at it just to see what the fans were saying. And sometimes um, in our personal life, we're going through so so much. Sometimes it's just refreshing to mm-hmm. go on clutch fans and see the positivity because it's a lot of positivity, you know, especially yeah. once you're doing your job and you're performing. You know, but mm-hmm. you know they'll get on you too. But um, clutch fans, it 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 definitely kept me uplifted and encouraged sometimes in Houston because I was dealing with some personal mm-hmm. matters. You know, you get you know how that is. So I just go on clutch fans, read some of the comments, and get my juices back flowing. So I did. I'm not sure if any of the other guys, but I'm sure they did. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you for your curiosity. And I like how transparent you are because I feel like a lot of players don't like to talk about stuff they'll like that. It's like, oh, they'll sidestep. Or, you know, they'll be like, whatever <laughs> anybody says doesn't affect me. Like, you know, you say like Kevin Durant will get a little sensitive, which right. I understand, you know. Um, he's, we're all, everyone's human. Right. So I, I think it's cool that you, that you said that you do look because I think a lot of people there mm-hmm. would like to hear that in the sense of, what they yeah. say makes a difference. You know what I mean? Because to them, it's like their community. But right. when you join in, it's like, oh man, we're not just feeding us information. Right. We're, you know, uplifting players or even like criticizing right. players in the sense of where they might not have had an idea. It's like, oh, maybe I should do that, you know? Right. Like right. just keeping an open mind. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I know that it affects guys. These guys, they have macho egos. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. guys are competitors. They're looking at it. 
You know what I mean? It, whether it's giving them some added juice or whatever, I, mm-hmm. I believe they look at it. I, I would believe so, honestly. No, they, yeah. And I think, you know, I think they do. And even if they don't want to admit it, but like, wh- like I said, like in the last, uh, the last time we met up when I had posted your, like almost like an appreciation, like I opened up a thread, like who, you know, the, who remembers Von Wafer. It was yeah. just not one bad thing to say. I literally, yeah. and I put a vote and I was like, who remembers Von Wafer? And I think it was like a hundred plus yes. And like one yeah. person saying no. And I was like, dude, get out of here. How do you ruin how do you ruin the hundred percent? But like, you know, I think though there was not one negative comment on you besides the the Shaq in a full moment. But other than that, I was like, but other but other than that, like everyone's everyone's take on you was was incredible. Everyone's like, oh, I remember him. Um, I remember him for the dunks, I remember him for the heart, I remember him for the three-point shoot, I remember him for the hair. Like, once you kind of latch yourself into that, into that lore with with Houston fans in particular you're kind of always going to be a legend, like to mm-hmm. a degree, like even if we're, you're not talked about as often, right. if people like just as simple as me putting out a thread and for people being like, man, dude, that was one of my dudes back in the day. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like not one negative comment. And if you go on that thread now, not yeah. one negative comment from any of the posters, which is incredible. I miss, I miss Houston, man, bro. Like that's, that's all love. Like I wish, I wish I would have never left. I wish I would have stayed in Houston because I had a lot of love there. I had a strong fan base. You know what I mean? Young, a young Vaughn Wafer was chasing the chasing the green and not the dream. But we, Houston, Houston, Houston is special to me. I'm never gonna forget Houston. It's hard for me to even go back to Houston because there's so many memories of driving down Texas Street, driving down past Arena, is like. It it it's like some tr- a lot of triggers. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but hopefully one day I'll be able to come back to Houston. It's hard for me to go there because it just brings back so many of the Rockets days. It brings back all those. That's some of the best times of my life. So I definitely have a lot of appreciation for the Houston um, community, the Houston fan base, and I'm appreciative of that. And I'm I'm very am. That means a lot to me, especially. When you're older now and you play for this team, that team, but you see the love that you continue to get from this specific community, it means a lot to me. And I'm grateful and appreciative of it. Seriously. Wow, what a fantastic answer, Vaughn. Let's go ahead and move on with the Q&A. But before we move on, we have to give a plug and a shout out to the greatest and best anime streetwear label on this side of Houston. That's right. We're talking about Day Off. Oh, and the GM wants to go ahead and take over for this ad. Go ahead and do it, big brother. Let them know how it is and who they need to go to. Tired of the same old anime tees? Tired of the mall core look? That first colony mall core look? Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods from animes like Macross. Neon Genesis Evangelion to Cowboy Bebop and My Hero Academia. So Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. Use code DAYOFFSUMMIT for a 10% discount at dayoff.shop. That's D-A-Y-O-F-F dot shop. And make sure to shop and enjoy some time with your boys. Hey everyone, this is Chris Chavez, a.k.a. The Nature Boy. Woo! And you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast. Man, that's a good segue to what the next question was going to be, because he had asked, what was your favorite fan base? (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I gotta go with, I gotta, I know this is a tough one. The magic... The Magic fan base was great. You know what I mean? They were great. Heart Orlando's really they good. Were, They're really good to you. They are, man. They are. Mm-hmm. But Houston is just, it just, it just was, maybe if I would have got to play more in, in Orlando, maybe it would have, you know, could have gotten as big as it was in Houston. But Houston showed me so much love, man. They showed me tremendous love. The Lakers were great too, but I never really snipped the court. You know, I played for a lot of great fan bases, but Houston is where I kind of did my thing and was able to establish a connection with the fan base. So, Mm -hmm. you know, 
I have to give it to Houston. Hell yeah. I hate to just of course. give one. You know, I hate to give yeah. one. Because the yeah. Tallahassee, the Florida State, Seminoles, mm-hmm. unbelievable fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, but Houston is just, it's different. It's different. Uh, for sure, man. Um, all right, so this for is me, from Ma- for me personally, um, it's different. Yeah, man. As it should, be, sure. as it should be, as it should yeah. be. You are being talked about to this day because I opened up a thread. Like you're being talked about twelve years after your last yeah. game here. Like that's incredible. You know yes. what I mean? Right. That just that says a lot about the impact that you made on the fan base and what you that you left your mark. You know, even if it was just for that one year, what you did spoke volumes, not just to the team, but the impact of, of the city, the success um, that y'all had. It's, you know, yeah, absolutely, man. It felt and like I, you played, it felt like you played for like five years. Like, right. that's the thing, like, that's the way that we, like we, GM, you agree, right? Like, remember we talked about Chris Paul. He only spent two years here, but we felt like he yeah. played here for seven. Uh, we right. talk about different players absolutely. like you. We thought... Vaughn, we thought Vaughn played for our team for four plus years, but really right. it was only one season. I think that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So right, right, it blows my mind. Yeah, um, but so uh, Mad Max on Clutch fans asked nice. Vernon Maxwell. Right, I want, I want, <laughs> I have a Mad, I have a Vernon Maxwell question too, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> How many times a day did someone mention your haircut when you had the Vaughn Hawk in Houston? No. Um, they didn't really mention it much. They didn't really mention it much. I just, I get a few questions here and there. Like, what is that? Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's a mohawk. It's a mohawk. <laughs> I guess it's a mohawk, but I, I don't know. They just, I would, that would be the number one question. What is that? You know what I mean? What kind of haircut is that? And I just be like, it's a mohawk. It's kind of like when mohawk started to come back in style. Cause at that point in time. Remember that? It was a little... Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. like you know, like, mm-hmm. like even in soccer, like a couple years later, you saw people with all these like faux hawk mohawk type looks, right. and I was like, oh, I wanted to do a mullet, but my hair—I didn't have the right braid of hair. Like I just wanted to do something to take it back. I'm I'm real vintage type of guy. I love the mm-hmm. old school, so I just did the uh, mohawk. But I a mullet, to- man. That's that awesome. would have been incredible. Cause, cause, yeah, because um, <laughs> you know, like people people are having mullets now. Like mullets are back in. It it's dope. crazy. You would have been a you would have yeah. been the uh, trendsetter, bro. <laughs> I wanted. I want. I, that's how I try to think. I try to think outside the box, but I'm like, dang, I can't. My my greater hair it won't. It ain't gonna work for the mullet. So I'm gonna do the mohawk. Did Ron got Ron got a von hawk? Because yeah, was it because of you? Right, he must have got it because well, we we advanced to the second round, and then he got the Von Hawk, and then and then of course you know it's very Ron has to take it uh, up, he has to right. take it, uh, he has to one up it a notch and put the R right here, but nonetheless, yeah, pretty cool it though. It was dope. It was dope. He did get a um a Mohawk. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> was never gonna admit that I was inspired by you, but <laughs> I want Peggy. Man. I think I'll be inspiring a lot of things that <laughs> people don't be seeing going on, but I'll be taking notice. You know what I mean? That, I feel that. Um, Nipsey Hussle said, uh, what's this saying? Um, man, that's the highest form of compliment. What is it? Um, Flattery or... Um, or oh, imitation? Imitation. Something along those lines. Or it's like where they try to yeah. try to emulate you. Like that's the highest mm. form of flattery. So I'm seeing a lot of that stuff, man. But, you know. The world will never know because a lot of people in the world don't know who I am. So, but I'm seeing a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Well, they're definitely going to find out who you are now. I'm, we're going to we we have to. Our platform is definitely the place for that. So, I, I hope so. <laughs> I, hope, I see a lot of the Jordan ones. You know what I mean? I see a lot of that stuff, kind of. But you know. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely that's definitely what's in right now for sure. That's definitely like the most popular shoe. <laughs> It blows my mind. Always has sometimes. been. Always has been. Yeah, man. I, I love the vintage stuff. So I was on that like four years ago with the OGs. So mm. you know, they mm-hmm. they kind of taking it to another level with the Jordan ones. But that's just an example. Just you know. <laughs> China, <laughs> man. China has a lot of swag going on over there. You know, uh-huh. my time in China, I kind of learned a lot. Kind of seeing a lot of stuff with that fashion and like seeing all that stuff. But 
it's it's been a lot it's it's i see a lot of that um going on in here going on mm. in america um, now a lot of hell that. yeah For sure. oh yeah all right man so this one is from uh hey partner on clutch fans he was like given that you were a rookie for the lakers when kobe scored 35 points a game yeah can you can what was your relationship with him then and later when you were in Houston, when it was like to guard him and he when he was guarding you in the playoffs, like did y'all chat and talk shit during the series a lot? Kobe was my idol. You know what I mean? Growing up, mm-hmm. Kobe, yeah. I idolized him, but man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to separate, you know, idolizing him from being a competitor. Mm-hmm. So like when I went at LeBron, you know what I mean? At the Nike camp, the first time I seen Kobe, I went after him. But you know what I mean? He 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 taught me a lesson, but I think it kind of rubbed him the wrong way, you know, because he's probably in the between the lines. I'm trying to go after you and kill you. But off the court, I'm idolizing you. So I think I think the relationship was a little weird for him because he's probably like, I don't know, editor all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He never shuts it off. Never Mm -hmm. shuts it off. So I'm going from. I don't think he knew how to shut it off. I, he doesn't, I don't think he realized how much I idolize him. I don't think he realized, you know, how immature I was. So our relationship wasn't, we didn't really have a relationship. Kobe had bigger fish to fry, you know, than to take the time out to, you know, have a relationship with me. Cause I wasn't able to understand he's mentally on a different level. I think he was like 28 at that time. Prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in his prime at that point. Yeah. I'm 20. He's 28, but he's like a, a older man, like 70. He's his wisdom is like he's 80. So we couldn't really connect. You know, I'm I'm trying to do this, go out and um go watch movies and play DVDs, play video games. He's trying to come in the gym and make a thousand shots a day. So our relationship was a little, little difficult. We just came in, came with two different mindsets, but if I could go, you know, as a rookie today, how I'm thinking today, and go to LA and play with Kobe, I think we would have, we would have connected tighter. I think we would have mm-hmm. bonded. We'd have, we'd have had to understand it. Mm-hmm. That's true, especially all the also at that time too when he had drafted in when you got drafted in 05, I mean, yeah. they were slow. I think y'all you, you were slumping at that point, right? Not slumping, but right. like it was like it was a tough time. Like it was a tough mm-hmm. time. That was like uh, Kwame Brown. Um, right. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't competing for titles like he was a year or two prior. So that must have done a number on his psyche as well, where he was like, I got to carry this fucking team. You know, I got to get there. You know what I mean? He was was frustrated. He's one of those guys that like, like that they go home and can't sleep at night after a loss. And we were losing a lot. So he, it was driving him crazy. He was, you know, he was going through a lot mentally, but you Mm -hmm. know, I didn't see that. I'm coming and playing, you know, coming and playing around, joking around. He's got, you know, I need to work on this, this and that. I need to get this team. I need to get all of this. He's thinking that I'm just coming, joke around. Hey, Cole, what's up, man? And he's, you know what I mean? Two different mindsets. Mm-hmm. He definitely, definitely hated to lose. And it was, that was a tough year. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah I remember, yeah. That might have been the, is that the 81? That might have been the 81 point year, right? 81. 81. 81. That yeah, doesn't 81. even surprise me, really. Eighty-one, because he had sixty-five and didn't play the fourth against Dallas. So that's right, son of a bitch. Yeah. That's what I forgot. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just he was on one that, and you know, in that they were in the same, they were close, close by each other. So yeah, when he scored the eighty-one, I'm like, he had sixty-five and didn't play the fourth. So I wasn't. Everybody else is making a big deal about it, but I'm like, he just had 65 and didn't play the fourth. So the 81 was, I mean, like he could he could probably do it again if he wanted to when in that year, in the younger mm-hmm. year. You know? Yeah, he yeah. was the best in the world at that point for sure. Right, right. Because yeah, that was the, was that the year when he hit that game winner on against the Suns? Yeah. In the first round, yeah. The tip ball. Yeah, yeah, Damn. that was a that was a possession. <laughs> I remember watch I watched that game live too, and I just remember how hyped it was. I was just like, yeah, "Yo, 
I was there. That was crazy. I came out and I was like, man, are you human? And I was just <laughs> like, I was, it was crazy. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. That was, that was, that was unbelievable. That was yeah, unbelievable. That- that was that that was quite a game i remember that for sure but i mean when you were in la was rudy t there too was he what as no, i know I, he coached he coached the year before for like half the season then he left for health reasons yeah that was that was coach jackson's first year um when mm. i got there it was a lot, lot of lot of moving parts you know and then mm-hmm. i didn't even understand what was happening but that was coach jackson's first year coach tom Jonovich, yes he was the i believe he was the coach the year before mm, so. mm-hmm. So, I know he came back to that organization in some yeah, capacity. I don't know when. He was yeah. a, he was around um, my rookie year. He was around. Seems like a stand up guy. Seems like a good guy. Seems like a Houston guy. You know. So, oh man, he's a he's a legend here for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Well, he's brought us our only two titles, so right. Yeah. We got to we got to give it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Seems then like a stand up guy. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. GM, you had a question, right? That you wanted to ask. Oh, about. I did. I did. Yeah. Because, you know, we talked about Mad Max, but I was curious because I know y'all both went to Florida State. Like, did you, did you, do you have any type of a relationship with Vernon? Um, or did you ever met, meet him at all? But as I feel like oh. you're, you're, both of y'all's games were very similar in the sense. Y'all could drop 30 with, with, with athleticism. Yeah. yeah and, the, and the fire that y'all both brought every game. Right. Um, y'all could dunk at the building. Y'all can shoot, get hot, score you know, 60 points any given night if wanted, you know, um, I could see a lot of similarities in y'all's games. I, I just, you know what I mean? When I was in Houston, I didn't even really understand how much in common me and um, Maxwell Vernon. You're not going to think about that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really, but now that you mentioned his name, <clears throat> I see a lot of similarities and mm-hmm. how our careers went and a lot of similarities and, like the adversities we faced and issues, I would I would definitely love to have a have a deeper in depth conversation with him because I think we could relate on a lot of things. But while I was in Houston, I just would see him around here and there. But I never he he always seemed like he seems like me. He seems like you know uh, he's not he's not a he's 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 not going to. Um, be like a yes man like he doesn't partake in the bull crap he's kind of just stays to himself and you know what i mean people have this perception about him but he just stays to himself it seems like we have a lot of similarities i definitely i will i hope that me and him can have a few conversations because we have it seems like we have a lot of similarities He's he's definitely on our um he's definitely on our list for uh for guests that we would like to have on the pod at some point so we can if, if we could get him on, yeah, we can connect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love to. Seems like he's having because he had a few issues here and there. It seems like you know trying to you know trying to figure out this because it's like two different two different society perception and reality. It seems like he was mm-hmm. having trouble with fitting into that. So that definitely be a great conversation me and him to have. Absolutely, we got to get that I, to happen. Oh yeah, I mean you know, pocket yeah. legends, Florida State boys, you know, <laughs> play the same position. Like, because I mean, he's he's funny. Like, we we follow him on Twitter, and he's always making Sam, jokes about Utah. Guys, maybe you guys mean Sam Cassell. I don't think Vernon Maxwell went to Florida State. I don't think. Oh no, I thought he did. I know Sam Cassell did. Yeah, because oh, I no, went to no, Florida State no, too. Vernon, Vernon went, yeah. or maybe he went to Florida because George. Because I know Vernon. Vernon went. He went to either Florida or Florida State. But I'm I know looking it up sh- now. I'm looking. You're right because Sam did go to Florida State, right? Yeah. He did go he to Florida. Drafted. He did. Sam Casal did go to Florida State. Let me look where Vernon went. This is why you, you gotta thank God for Google. <laughs> Yo, man, Sam, I'm not gonna lie. Sam Casal, like when I was growing up as a kid, my yeah. very first rocket memory was yeah. seeing him on the TV screen, like at at uh-huh. four years old. Right. Yeah. Sam. No, he Sam. went to he went to Florida. Damn it! I'm so wrong, but. Y'all's yeah. games are very similar. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> yeah. I got a little, yeah. But I mean, since Sam went there, did you, have, I'm sure you've, you might you have a relationship him. with Sam or. Yeah. When I, um, I played with um, the Clippers um, a while back. I had a few conversations with Sam. Sam mm-hmm. is a great guy, laid back, understands, you know what I mean? What is, what he needs to do. He, he, mm-hmm. he knows the game. He's, He's somebody that I wish that 
someone that I could wish that I could lean upon for a mentor because he's mm-hmm. definitely got a lot of knowledge. He's he's got an understanding of the business, got an understanding of everything. You know, he's mm-hmm. got the total package. I'm really surprised he hasn't landed a whole head coaching position, but hopefully uh, we, we wanted him. Yeah, we wanted I can't, him to get I hired can't here. For, I campaigned for him to, for Houston. There's no offense yeah. to to Coach Silas, but yeah. Sam Cassell, he he uh he brings a different element. You know, he's been around yeah. so many different players, stars, right. bench roles. He's been right. through it all, and I felt like he would have been someone that could have um, held it down with Harden. Yeah. I and, think he's he's kind of kind of in the mold of like you know what I mean. You know, I'm not saying that he's there, but I kind of see him as a guy like Greg Pop- Popovich, a guy that can hold everybody accountable without mm-hmm. guys getting mad at him. I think he has mm-hmm. a lot of respect amongst the youngsters, has a mm-hmm. lot of respect amongst the veterans. So I see him in that Coach Popovich, Doc Rivers kind of mode, you know, being a player's coach, but at the same time knowing how to hold guys accountable and getting respect. So I think it's only a matter of time before we see him. You know, absolutely that. absolutely he should get in at some point so yeah. okay so gm had a question he asked his question now i'm gonna i'm gonna ask my question um the rockets that rockets team you on was just in our opinion just legendary so and you said you had good relationships with pretty much everybody there do you still keep yeah. in con do you keep in contact with any of them to this day no i haven't really talked to anyone um from that team i haven't i haven't really uh Talked to too many guys from the NBA. I mm. made a few connections, but uh, lately, but no, I hadn't talked to any uh, any of those guys. I'm pretty sure those guys seem like they're pretty smart, doing doing good things in life. Last time, my last year in China, I played on the team with Carl. We did pretty good. Um, nice, uh, Carl Landry. That's the last rock. Oh, Yao, La- Yao, and Carl. Those are probably the only two two guys that I had communication with, you know, since I left there. Ron, Ron, Ron yeah. here and there. Ron, Ron, Ron Artest. <laughs> Can't mention without a smile, obviously. Ron, Ron. <laughs> but you know what's interesting, though? If you ever just do, you know, decide to make that trip back to Houston, you know, Chuck Chuck lives, what, 10 minutes away from, from us. Right. Uh, Rayford's still here. Rayford used to go to the gym that the GM goes to. Um, just right. to work yeah, out. I see, we have I see plenty Rayford of players at the grocery here. store. DJ yeah, Augustine, right. I'd see him a lot. I used to do yoga with DJ, and then yeah. Mike James, I did yoga with him too. Um, a couple of years ago, they're Mike all James, nice people. Guy. Yeah, good guy, yeah. Mike. Coach um, Rayford, Skip, Solid Chuck. They they're all great guys. So we definitely, Man. if you ever decide to make that trip back to Houston, we have to definitely try to see if we can re- reconnect that. That would be, I think that'd be just really cool. But really, like, I think at the end of the day, like, that team should be celebrated. In my personal opinion, you got, you got us over that hump. I mean, twelve years. It's twelve years. Like, it didn't seem like a lot, but like, it's it's definitely a lot in terms of our Houston fandom. I mean, it was nineteen ninety seven to two thousand and nine, and you know, T Mac ran the team. In those mid two thousands with Yao, and they were never never able to get past that hump. So the fact that y'all were able to get past that first round, finally, it was yeah. like I think that team should be celebrated and taking the eventual champs to seven games. Like, even though right. on paper it doesn't seem like anything, um, it's not a title for the city of Houston. I think it should be celebrated. Right, in, right, in absolutely, opinion, right? absolutely. I definitely think so too. Like, mm-hmm. amazing accomplishment, great team. I definitely think so too. I hope they do. All right, great stuff, Vaughn. Let's get ready to go home on our podcast. But before we do, we need to let everyone know and give a shout out and a plug, obviously, to the voted number one in the entire world, the greatest and best barbershop in the entire city of H Town. And that, of course, is the Argyle League. The GM's going to go ahead and take over for this ad. Brother, GM. Let them know how it is. Let them know who they need to go to and where they can get the best haircuts. Have you ever wanted to look like a gentleman in a place where you can get a haircut and a shot of whiskey all while being taken care of by top shelf professional barbers? That's right. This is the Argyle League where me and my brother have been receiving our haircuts since 2016. What makes Argyle literally the coolest barbershop in the world? They were voted coolest barbershop in the world. They have also been featured in GQ Magazine, 
They were the exclusive barbershop for the NCAA Final Four in 2016. They've worked with Sports Radio 610 and Hope Lodge Houston. They were voted Houston's best barbershop by Modern Magazine, Houston Press, The Manual Guide, plus many more publications. And that's just a few of their accolades. So if you're tired of your hair and want to look like a gentleman, we highly recommend going to Argyle League and get a fresh cut from one of their kick-ass barbers located at 709 West Alabama Street, Houston, Texas. Visit their website, ArgyleLeague.com, to book an appointment. That's A-R-G-Y-L-E league.com to book an appointment so stay sharp gentlemen and meet us at the summit all right good shit as always gm let's go ahead and go home here on our last segment on our podcast with von wafer we're gonna go ahead and go home here on memories that we have i'm gonna share a screen with von and with the gm so we can see and pull back the curtain a little bit on the memories that we had whether it be through the playoffs and some of his best dunks so let's go ahead and go on here continue to listen right here with myself the gm and houston rocket legend von wafer right here on the summit state of mind Vaughn, with your permission, can I? Uh, I want to share a screen with you, okay? I want to share a screen with all of you. I got some stuff I want to show y'all. Let's okay, do it. Can pull it up real quick. So let's see if we can look at this up. Share screen. All right, here we go. Here we go. You said that your, some of your favorite memories were from that playoff. So let's let's look yeah. at some let's look at some highlights here. You all can see oh. my screen. Yes, I can all see. Right, let's, man. let's see. Here we go. I think this is game four. So let's let's see what we got here. Okay. Pull up on the step back right here. Oh. <laughs> the memory. It's too easy. Yeah. Yeah, I was hot when you did that. Oh, give him that and one. Give him that and one. <laughs> yeah, I was on one. I was ready. Yeah. I had played for Portland. Portland, I believe, a year before. Yeah, you were ready. Like that, you weren't missing bro, anything. Running that baseline, man. You were ready. Oh, this I remember this play vividly. Right here. Skola never passing it out. <laughs> I love Skola. The days. Daggered them on that one, man. That was like, you put, a, put us down one on that one, so... Just immediate thoughts. Immediate shots. thoughts of that. Like I was trying so hard to find like more highlights or like full game highlights, but I can't find. Yeah. I couldn't really find any. Ooh, 0809 dunks. Probably gotta watch that at some point. But um, just like immediate thoughts of like seeing that. Just your the, the these plays that th- maybe not all of them are set up for you, but the ball movement was just so uncanny. Like yeah. God, like their ability to find you. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was the whole. He was the 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 whole engine behind that. Y'all was y'all was very unselfish and very smart about you know when he when he get double team he would pass it out. You know y'all could basically shoot whenever he wanted, but he's very he was the he was when you when your superstar is a team player it makes everybody else become you know fall in line. So yeah, y'all y'all was definitely responsible for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, so, and this was the best I could find in terms of Game 6 highlights because you said this was one of your favorite memories. So let's see what we got here. The so this is what I was talking about. Look at this. This is horrible. Wow. Wow. Those numbers are terrible. <laughs> 20 points. Uh, we were So we lost any elimination game by at least 20 points. Every time. Since 1997. Oh, man, I remember this. That was uh, impressive to see him chase down Steve Blake on the break. That was a, that was very impressive on Pepsi. Say. Did you on ES on ES? Trying to try to flop, trying to flop on you. Fuck is that? Oh yeah, yeah, I was not gonna. He wasn't gonna let this one slip. You can't let Joel Prisabella uh, punk you, man. It's not it. Shame that was it. This was a beautiful game, though. This really was. 
Oh man, Lamarcus, Lamarcus is there. Thank God. Even though he's back he's, in Indiana. Yeah, he's back. Good for him. Yeah. 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 Oh, Aaron. Brooks was the one though. I think Brooks was the one that closed the door here. Yeah, he played big. He was on another level. I was so I was just impressed with Aaron Brooks. You're gonna be our starting point guard instead of under the pressure. He embraced it and has been playing great basketball. that man. Oh, Deke. I remember. Poor Deke got hurt the first game. That series. Yeah. Oh, man. He was. That really broke my heart because he, he gave it all for us coming off the bench. He was he was always ready whenever his number was called. He played big that year. Mm -hmm. Who? Who? Uh, Dikembe. Deke did, man. God, when did he get hurt? Was that game. It was game two? one. It was game, game one. one? Game two, I think. Yeah. Bro, he's, but, he, like, he fractured his leg on that one, right? Yeah, and he was like, I'm done. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you yeah. have Do you have time for? I mean, I just this just pulled up on my on my feed. You want to watch your dunks? I, I've watched this so many times, but let's watch it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I, Dude, I, I love it, man. It. I love it, man. I just want to, you know, I I love hearing your insight <laughs> and going ape over it. Oh, what the hell? This music is a little. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. All right. Oh my bad. Oh, hang is on, hang the, on, hang is on. Is that the big? Is that the big preseason game? Sorry, let me rewind the. Sorry, technical difficulties. All right, let's see what we got here. Let me turn that down. There you go. Yeah, like you're a hot man. God, you were a you were a freaking highlight reel, dude. You really were. Sometimes, a little. Bit. <laughs> I love seeing that stuff. And look at that MSG, the Mecca. Right. Man, that must have been amazing. that must have been incredible. I know you were try you were gonna yam that one down for sure. Like, <laughs> how did it feel to play in MSG? Like, man, honestly, like everyone surreal. talks about it. It's surreal. It's it's a different level, man. It's like, yo, it's crazy. <laughs> it's got a church kind of vibe to it. Like, it's like a church or something. But it's, yeah, because it's, it's like it's it's like really holy. People consider it like. The holy, the holy, the holy space reason, of, right? of basketball. You know, like it's people like, go there and they're like, they want to play better. It's like playing in a church. That's I like so this. Crazy this is me. on the Lakers, man. Look at you. They couldn't even keep up with you. Was that Kobe? You, you, you darted past Kobe. Oh my goodness! Look at that. Yeah, Kobe knew too. He was like, all right, now nah, I'm not going to try to chase this one down. <laughs> he knew better. <laughs> yeah, I used to watch this all the time. Well, now you're watching it with a bunch of fans, so. <laughs> that man. Look how they're not even like they're not even trying. That's incredible. Like they're just like, all right, man. I'm just gonna we're gonna let this one go. <laughs> oh, see, so you read that pass too easy. Right. That was like too telegraphed. It's like, no, yeah. come on, guys. You read that. You read that uh, beautifully. That's incredible, man. You're jumping out of the building. Oh yeah, that's my favorite one right there. Yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Oh, God, man. <laughs> What are you thinking? What's going through your mind? Like you weren't even thinking about it, huh? You were just doing. You're trying to avoid the block. I'm assuming, huh? Ah, uh, man, I I just had seen Kobe do it so many times. Going the other uh, side, I always wanted to do it. So I was like, "Here's my chance. Let me just try it." Like, it's crazy. I like how that's who you thought of first. You were like, "All right, because Kobe did it." So proof yeah. that he he really was your idol. You know, he was absolutely. This must have been during the playoffs here. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. The stare down. I had a I had a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah, bro. Played with Portland. That was one of my favorites, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Used yeah, man. You were doing That's the thing, man. Like, you were just killing it. Oh, yeah. And you're wearing the shooting sleeve, too. I forgot about that. Because I remember yeah. when at that point in time, when I, when I was like, what, my first year of college, Ken, remember when we used to hoop, I would always wear a shooting sleeve. Yep. <laughs> Inspiration, baby. Sleeve, yeah, bro. you already know, man. <laughs> See, Lowry, Lowry and Brooks, man, they always found you. Right. Great that, point. That, it's a beautiful pass. Yeah, Lowry's vision was on another level. Like, what? even when he was with us, like, he, like, now is a different type of Lowry, but at that point in time, he was more so, he wasn't looking for his shot at that point. Okay. He was right. all about, like, um, find finding the right play, That's finding right. the right player. He was he was so good at that. From what I remember, at that point in time, Larry was just on another level as a playmaker. Yeah, yeah, already, sure. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, man. So like, yeah, like I I'm watching these highlights and I'm seeing like you know what what you what you did for the 
for our team at that point. And, you know, like, and I still, I still think, and I still believe that if Yao never got hurt, if you get past LA, Kenny Smith was quoted in game two in LA uh, when y'all were facing the Lakers. He said, whoever comes out of this matchup is going to win the title. He already, he said that he literally Mm -hmm. said that he thought he believed in Houston that much. Charles was like, Oh, not the, Oh, not Kenny, you crazy, you know, but like, (laughs) but you know, uh, but he was right. And I truly believe if you got past LA, that's basically the championship match. And I'm not knocking the other teams that you would have faced down the line, Mm -hmm. like the magic. I mean, magic would have been, yeah, like it would have been a tough matchup, but I, I don't yeah. think anyone was going to stop the train though that y'all had. Like Dwight, Dwight couldn't play against Yao. Y'all were tops in defense. Y'all were tops in defense. Offense, ball movement was incredible. Yeah. There was no way Dwight. I don't think Dwight would have been able to hold Yao down for seven games. Um, I just didn't believe there was anyone that could match up with you and Lowry off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tr- I truly believe it. But what did you what do you think? Like, what do you think, Vaughn? Do you think that you um, if Yao never got hurt, do you think you could have won that title? Um, I definitely think so. I think, I think we wouldn't have been the favorites or we wouldn't have been the, the pretty choice, but I think we could have grinded it out. I think, um, I think it would have been a tougher series with Orlando than it was with LA and Orlando. Cause they got them out of there pretty quick, but I definitely think so. I, absolutely. I think we, I think we had them, we, we had them on their heels, but you know, losing Yao. It was just too big of a blow, but I definitely think we could have won it all. I believed in my mind that we were going to win it all. That's that's you know, what I mean, I was disappointed when we lost, and I believe the whole team was. I believe we we felt like we could win it all. So if you mm-hmm. feel like you can do something, you can do it. But we ran into one of the best to ever do it. You know, Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul. Just. Had to tip your hat to him because he made some unbelievably tough shots, big moments. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was in some huge moments, like some big moments. He made some big shots. So, yeah, but I definitely think we could have won it. Absolutely, and I thought so too. And I think the GM agrees. You agree, right? That we believe that we could have won it all. Absolutely, man. If uh, Yao stayed healthy, even if T Max stayed healthy, man, it could have been in next level. Oh, if T Max stayed next, healthy, I mean, no, nah, I'm gonna be real. Like, I don't think if T Max healthy, healthy T Max, a healthy T Max with that team, no. with Ron and T Max mm. in our bench, OMG. <laughs> no, that so would have been no. Nah, ain't nothing. I don't, I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna be I don't real. Think L, LA couldn't have competed. Our talent that, was our talent was stacked. No way. You had a ten, <laughs> man, yes. you had a ten yeah. man. You had a ten man rot. You could have ran a ten man rotation. Like you could have got five on healthy, and five off. A healthy, a healthy yeah. T Mac. Not two thousand nine. But like, just imagine that lineup: T Mac and Ron. A healthy mm-hmm. with Yao. Because it would have been, because my guess would have been, it would have been Brooks, T Mac, Ron. Oh man, but that's the thing that it pushes Shane off. It pushes Shane to the bench, unless yeah. you run Shane, unless you run Ron at the four and put Battier at the three and push oh. Stola to the bench. But that's the thing. Yeah. Like, there's just so many like talented yeah, players, so including yourself and Landry right. and Lowry. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just named that off like that. nine. Pl- Chuck Hayes. That's nine or ten players. <laughs> That would have been crazy if we would that now to think about it, we didn't even have one of our franchise players and we still pushed them seven games. It's That's the deepest, crazy. it's the deepest team. <laughs> and I remember when we had acquired Ron, we were like, yeah. we're easily the deepest, we're easily the deepest team. And then when you came out and showed out and and yeah. proved yourself, we were like, there's no way anyone any team keep up can keep up with us. We have the deepest team in the NBA by far. Like I it wasn't even close. I wish we would have ran it back one more year with that squad. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if I, I, now that what you if, yeah. mentioned it, a few, a few, maybe we got a big man to replace Deke and a few other pieces here and there and ran it back. That would have been pretty tough. If mm-hmm. I think it was on bent on Ron though to resign, right? What if I think if Ron had resigned, then it was yeah. proof that they were going to try to, you know, let's go for it again. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Ron had other. Like what, like you said earlier on Kobe, he had bigger fish to fry, I suppose. You right. know, he wanted to win a title. So, so I, I understand that. But man, I wish y'all run it back. What's up with Houston and not running back? I'm so, <laughs> I, don't, 
I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. <laughs> but that definitely got me thinking. Like, man, we were really good. Like, we were. We were. Now that I'm yeah. thinking back on it, I wish we would have yeah. ran back. Yeah, give, give I, 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 we definitely got to give you your flowers, like y'all's flowers, mm-hmm. like y'all. That's why I still believe that that 0809 team is going to go down is probably the most underrated Rockets team Absolutely. in Rocket history. You'd agree, GM, right? Absolutely. That was a team that was um, underrated, underappreciated. No one yeah. really understood what was there, the turmoil that y'all went through all year, like from right. the beginning of the season, all that hype, team at going down to getting Lowry Being in and, and out. Yeah. And then, Getting rid of Rayford. Going, yeah, that was an that was next level. Like the the and, job that Adelman, Daryl Morey did, it was next level that they did was, that year. Was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we watched and we watched every single game. I watched every single game that year. I did. I watched all yeah. 82. All 82. I remember, I remember like one of the early games. Like it was a TNT game and I don't know if Ron or T-Mac hit a big three against Dallas. And I remember it was, it was, that was, I remember that game and I was like, okay, cause we had struggled against Dallas for years. And the fact that we beat them in Dallas, I was like, okay, this team has turned the hump because if we can beat Dallas in Dallas, that's a whole other level, you know? And then when also, also another game that stuck out to me personally was that Cleveland game when LeBron Mm. came into Houston and Ron and, and Batty made it their personal choice to shut his ass down, and yeah. and you too, like you what, like you came in off the bench, and I I can't remember how many points you had, but like you were knocking down huge threes. I remember you were like you you I think you broke the game open with your with um, your threes. I don't, I don't know, but I remember that game. Yeah, I remember that game too. That was a big game. TNT because I called my agent after that game. I think I was like celebrating. I was like, was I doing too much out there? He's like, no, it was good. It was good. I was. I remember that game. <laughs> you never do too much. You never do too much, Vaughn. You never did too much. Whatever, whatever the good and the bad that came with it, like yeah. we were like, you know, that that's Vaughn. We're gonna accept it. You know what I mean? Because right. you're right. still young, 24, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Young man. Yeah. All right. So on 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 this uh on this note, we're gonna go ahead and end uh officially the QA session here. I wanted to end it on a high note, showing you right. those highlights, showing you, you know. That Solid, you're st- yeah, that you're still a good workout in the day. <laughs> I feel good, man. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. No, dude. Well, very well deserved for you. And uh, you know, like at some point, uh, whenever you are ready, you let yeah. us know whenever you're ready to come to Houston. We're here. You know, we can meet up. I would love to um I think the dream would be uh because we're looking at me and the GM are looking at getting a, a space to record. Uh-huh. So we would love to get you in person um, and record with you in person. I think that'd be great. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so whenever yeah. you're ready to come into Houston, we'll we'll welcome you back with open arms. I'll announce it on Clutch Fans. Everyone will go nuts, I'm sure. I'll be like, yo, man, we're going to meet Vaughn. You want to meet Vaughn? We're going to be at this spot at this time. Come on through. Definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. So, and then we also hoop, Vaughn. So I got to keep, I got to, rem- I got to remind the people we hoop. So. We gotta get gotta you. Taping sharp, man. No, sharp. no, no. Come on, now. No, man. no, man. Not, not we're, against we're, us, we're man. We're we're, we're 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 in the six foot and under league over here, man. You got nothing. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be slamming it down consistently. I still gotta make sure I'm on par, man. You know, I'm a competitor, so I'm coming I feel that. Him, I want to be right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Vaughn, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate you coming on our podcast once again. Um, the reviews have been raving amongst uh, the fans and the listeners. They can't they they can't get enough of you. Um, they love your story. Uh, we're working on it. We're trying to get your story more out there so people can learn and listen and appreciate yeah. it for what it is. And uh, we just want to, from the city of Houston, we just want to say thank you again, man. Man, thank you. I really appreciate it. Just, I'm just appreciative, man. Thank you for sharing your platform for me. Thank you for hosting me. And I wish you guys nothing but success. For sure. Thank you, Vaughn. We're very appreciative, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. And then we got to get you back, especially probably when the season gets close to starting and then uh, for the Rockets game. Yeah. So definitely a lot of plans for you in the future. But, man, we're very happy that you were able to share this platform with us and just being able to come on the podcast, man. You're definitely you're already a fan favorite, but uh, easily. (laughs) 
<laughs> Big time shout outs and thank yous once again to Mr. Von Wafer for joining us on our platform and podcast. Uh, big thank yous to each and every one of y'all. We've been getting in a lot of new subscribers and listeners. So big time thank you to all of you that have finally um, met us at the summit. Thank you so much. Very appreciative of that. Um, like I said, you know, this is not the biggest Houston Rockets podcast, but it's definitely a cold following podcast. And in myself and the GM's opinion, the best Houston Rockets podcast out there. So big time thank yous to all of you that have continued to listen to us from episode one all the way to episode 46. So big time thank yous to all of you. Give us a follow on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore pod or on Twitter at Summit S-O-M pod. We'll go ahead and, and posting stories, um, anything on trades, releases, uh, any updates on training camps, and especially with training camps just around the corner, there's going to be a lot of updates on that. So give us a follow so you can stay up to date on all of those uh, informations as they continue to funnel out uh, as we count down closer to the NBA season. Um, also, give a follow to Von Wafer at Von Wafer Speaks on Instagram. A great motivational person um, doing big things there, um, even though he's not active right now. He's still doing big time things on his Instagram. Give him a follow at Von Wafer Speaks. As well as give a follow to our podcast brethren. Uh, shout outs to, of course, to SNT Pod, also known as Shots and Thoughts. Talk about uh, information, you know, curiosity. They play games, and on top of all of that, they drink. Nothing more hilarious than that. And also give a follow as well to. Uh, the Sports Trap Podcast, they're doing big things. They, they don't just cover uh, Houston Rockets like us. They call they cover all of Houston sports as well as uh, national sports. So give them a follow as well. They're doing big things. We should have them on in the future. And last but not least, of course, with this pandemic continuing to chug along, please make sure you are wearing your mask if you haven't gotten the vaccine yet. Make sure you continue to wash your hands for 20 seconds. Make sure you take care of yourselves and most importantly, especially in this day and age, to take care of each other. It's very important that y'all do that as well. Um, Tuesdays, we're always going to be producing new episodes. So there's going to be more episodes coming out in the future every Tuesday. Tuesday, you know what that means, a brand new episode of the Summit State of Mind. Especially, like I said earlier, with training camp just around the corner, with the preseason around the corner. We are going to be chugging episodes along for y'all as we continue to update y'all on, on the latest info of what's going on with our Houston Rockets. So on this note, on the go home from myself and the GM, take care. We'll see you next Tuesday. The Summit for, 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 for Life.